0: Doug Karsh alongside Scott Anderson. It is the Karsh and Anderson program here on 971 The Ticket. Reminder, you can stream the show through the Odyssey app. Download it for your mobile device today, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Um, you can uh, listen back to any portion of the show with the rewind feature. It's all archived up to 24 hours. Additionally, uh, you can stream to our website, 971 theticketcom where tomorrow we'll post the Champ and Chump of the weekend. Uh, we take your votes right now for Champ and Chump, who uh, had the best weekend. She called out for having a weekend that stunk. Uh, we'll get to our votes today at ten thirty-five. Also, stream with video. Go to Twitch.tv, search up nine seven one the ticket, and uh, you can stream a video on YouTube.com. So go to YouTube.com again, search up nine seven one the ticket. They have a uh, you can chat there as well. Sometimes we grab stuff off the chat and use it on the air. So you never know, never know. But uh, all right, so let's get into Brad Holmes morning show appearance here a little bit. Uh, we'll get to some red wing stuff a little bit later on. But combine, as we mentioned, medicals and off the field stuff start today. Defensive linemen and linebackers. Brad Holmes is down there. Uh, Lions GM. And um, we've had this big debate about their approach to the draft. Do they change their approach to the draft, which has been a pretty staunch commitment to best player available, position be damned. They've made that clear. Because Brad Holmes has done some things that, like taking a running back uh, with their first pick last year, he didn't care about the the, the standard operating procedure the teams have that op- running backs aren't worth it. By taking a a linebacker that's you know kind of an off the ball guy, not a not a edge rush sort of linebacker, they they do their own thing. And we've heard him say a lot: "We just go find football players." I just want football players. So does he change that approach? Because, hey, man, you got football players all over the place, but you have some screaming needs, and this team's trying to win a Super Bowl. Here's what Brad Holmes told the morning show. I I, I mean, it it goes back to, (laughs) I guess he hasn't wavered from the philosophy. He's going to take the football player and try to maybe get into needs a little bit more in free agency. Now, he talked about free agency a little bit later on, but... That doesn't sound like a guy who's getting set to change his philosophy.
1: No, and, and nor should he, because he's been successful building this team to where it is right now. Doing what he's done, I think there's going to be some tweaks to it. But you, you look at you know, when he talks about recency bias, absolutely, of course, we're looking at the team right now, and you see the the, the, the pending free agents on this team, and are going to fill this hole or not? And everybody's looking at that, and and it will change because, as you said, a free agency, and I think even the guys addressed that right after that the comment. Well, I mean, you know. The needs will change. Mock drafts will change because you'll fill some of those needs with, with free agents. But, you know, with free agency, what you get over the draft is known commodities. You get guys that have played in the league. You already know whether or not they can perform at the highest level as opposed to, you know, projecting that they can do it based on interviews and, and film from college. There's a big difference with the certainty of the player you're getting in free agency versus the, the certainty of the player you're getting through the draft. But they're both obviously very important to building this
0: team. I feel like Brad Holmes has his roster laid out. And, I am and, and again, this is my interpretation of how this man wants to operate. He's got his 53-man in mind. Like in the offseason, you can have up to 90 guys under contract. And I feel like if he sees a guy who's like the 49th man on the 53-man roster – It says, wait a sec. I can get better at that 49th spot with using this draft pick to get better at spot 49. He's going to do it. Yeah. Like, even if, even if, you know, we get excited about the top of the roster, wow, Chris Jones, would Chris Jones fit it? You know, how would, or, you know, hey, they need a defensive end, right? They need another defensive end. I think Brad Holmes looks at the 53, 1 to 53. And says, Can I get better at one, two, three, four, all the way down to 53? And if he can get better with a guy at 53, he's going to take a guy that gets him better at 53. And that might seem silly, but every time he talks, I think he's trying to get better at 53 as much as he is trying to get better at one.
1: I, I think if you were to look at this roster and like the roster he took over and the roster where it is now, and you see from numbers like 35 to 53. Mm -hmm. How much better that part of the roster has gotten to the point now where you're like, the team has depth. They've got legitimate depth because these guys from 53 to 35 or 35 to 53 are just flat out better than what they were a few years ago. You're still going to need the high-end talent and the Lions have, they're starting to accumulate some of that high-end talent. But you really start to take off when the bottom of your roster is filled by guys that would play on, that would be part of any team's roster in the NFL, that you're no longer reaching to get guys that are, you know, off, I don't want to say the scrap heap, but guys that haven't played in a long time or somebody <laughs> I, else's practice squad. And like, oh, we're so devastated. We have to go here and, and try to identify. And the Lions had done that and they have gotten results because the coaching staff was able to get these guys coached up. But over the last couple of years, they've been able to upgrade those guys with players that make
0: sense because it's just it's just better depth. You know, and it's funny, it's, you mentioned cycling through guys off the scrap heap, for lack of a better term, which feels like the bottom 100 players in the NBA right now, 20 to, yeah. 20 to 30 of them have been cycled through as pistons. But, you know, there are probably guys that we would have put 35 to 53 or 30 to 53 that started to make plays for them down the stretch. Like a Fatou Milafonmu probably worked his way from 35 to 53 into the top 30. Uh, Josh Pascal, the guys that started to really, really show. And, um, you know, (laughs) again, you want to get better everywhere. But I just think that you keep hearing it from him. Depth, depth, depth. I almost feel like rather than get Chris Jones, he'd rather get three guys that help him get better with the depth than just the one.
1: Well, here's an example. A couple of years ago, they draft Malcolm Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. He makes the team as a rookie and flashes a bit, and he gets to play a lot as a rookie. And you know, maybe he's, uh, you know, rushed into on the player rankings. Let's say he's he's number thirty five on the roster. Right, you got to have him. The next year, they go out and they get Jack Campbell. Yep. And what it does is it knocks a guy who was thirty five, but now he gets pushed down to maybe he's forty five on the list. But he's a very good special teams player plays a role on the team on defense when they need him to spell the other guys, uh, if there's an injury or whatever. But that's the kind of thing that's going on. What is it developing the guys in the bottom end of the roster doesn't look like a bottom end of a typical football team. It looks like competency.
0: I feel like you, a guy like Brad Holmes would also say, I got the best damn 45th man on my yeah. roster in the NFL. I mean, it does mean
1: something.